0: Amen. Praise God. Well, I am going to preach tonight. Preach, teach. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I'm not going to keep you standing while I tell you how this came about. I'll, I'll do that in my introductory remarks. Ah. Uh, But um, I really feel like tonight God is dealing with someone in particular, reaching for someone specific. And uh, again, I'll say more about that. I'm trying to hold back tonight, but I'll say more about that in just a moment. Two passages of Scripture I want you to go to tonight. Both found in the epistles. First of all, in Romans chapter 12, and um, then in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Romans chapter 12, and then 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Romans 12, this is a familiar passage of Scripture, I think, for most of us. Um. One of those that uh, I know I've preached from a lot, and other men have preached from, and um, I would dare say that if you've been in the church any amount of time, you are at the very least uh, familiar with these verses, and perhaps even can quote part or most, if not all of these verses. Romans chapter 12, we're going to read verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed. Everyone say transformed. Transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I do want to tell you the apostle is not talking about three different wills of God. He's not talking about the good will of God and the acceptable will of God and the perfect will of God. He's saying that the will of God is good and it's acceptable and it's perfect. Those adjectives all describe God's one will. I say that because I've heard people talk about this acceptable will of God. I've heard people say, well, it may not be the perfect will of God, but I think it's his acceptable will. God is not schizophrenic. God doesn't have two wills. He has a will, and you're either in it or you're not in it. And his will is good, and it is acceptable, and it is perfect. Hallelujah. All right, has nothing to do with what I'm talking about tonight, but just thought I'd throw that in free of charge. Everybody likes something free. Until the preacher starts throwing in free things and it makes his sermon longer. And then they, they're thinking, keep it, hang on to it. I didn't. Anyhow, the second passage I want you to turn to is Second Corinthians chapter 11 and beginning with verse number 13. And though these verses may not be as familiar, I do think that many of you are at least, uh, can I say, acquainted with these verses. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse number 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also... Be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Amen. Now, we're going to talk about both of these passages here tonight, Lord willing, before I get finished. But I do want us to pray tonight, and uh, I want us to ask the Lord to have his way. I want us to ask the Lord to open hearts and open minds tonight because as I said I do believe that God is reaching for somebody tonight amen And um, so let's, let's join together in prayer and ask the Lord to help me and ask him to help you because I'm going to tell you one of the keys to an effective message is when the congregation can get under the same anointing As the preacher. And uh, if they don't get under that same anointing, then many times the word does not accomplish what uh, it should accomplish in our lives. And so I want you to pray that God would anoint me and that He would anoint all of the hearers, whether physically present or listening online tonight, that God would touch every heart and grant them that same anointing. Tonight. Let's pray together, everybody. Lord, in Jesus' name, God, I come to you one more time, surrendering myself to the will of the Holy Ghost, asking God for your touch, asking for your favor, asking for your anointing, God, upon my lips, upon my mind, my heart, my spirit, my tongue, my mouth. I'm asking you, Lord, to speak through me tonight. But I pray also anoint the hearers. Let them feel that same unction of the Holy Ghost. God, give them, O Lord, understanding tonight and hearts that will receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. We need your touch. We need your help. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, would you worship him one more time before you're seated tonight, everybody? Let's worship God for just a moment. Worship helps to prepare our hearts. Let's worship him for just a moment tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Um, let Let me begin tonight. And I will watch the clock. I will... Keep my eye um, upon the time. But uh, I do feel like it is important for you to understand how this particular message was birthed. And I think it's important. uh, Well, I'll explain to you in just a moment why I think it is important that you know where this message came from. Last night, last night, I went to bed, I I just prayed a simple little prayer, and I said, God, I, I'd really like for you just to wrap your arms around my mind tonight, and and I, I'd love for you to talk to me or somehow, Lord, just communicate with me as I sleep tonight. I I really would like a touch from God tonight. And I'm going to tell you that uh, in the moments before I awoke this morning, I, I had a dream that I was preparing to preach. I was getting ready. I had my notes. I, I was getting ready to head to the pulpit. And uh, there was another preacher there, a young preacher that I know, and uh, I don't think that he's significant to the dream, but, but uh, I was on my way to deliver what I was going to preach. And, and uh, I told him as I was on my way to the platform, I said, I am going to be preaching tonight about being transformed. And I'm going to take my text from Romans chapter 12. And uh, he looked at me and he said, you need to look at this other verse. Because the word appears there as well, but it's different. And, uh, and, and then I woke up. Now, I, I, I knew when I woke up. Uh, I remembered. I remembered Uh, that I had said I was going to be preaching from Romans chapter 12 about being transformed. And so I knew immediately uh, where to go. Read for me, Brother Hilton, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We read it as our text, but just by way of reminder tonight, uh, here is the verse that I knew in my dream
1: last night I would be using as a text. Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
0: Now, I can tell you, I did not see my notes. I didn't know anything about You know, after I woke up, what exactly I was going to be preaching about being transformed. I just knew that that was the topic. And I knew that was the verse that I needed uh, to be using. And as I said, this young preacher said to me, Well, you need to look at this other verse. And you need to see this same word transformed and understand it's got a different meaning than Romans 12. Now, the, the strange thing, Brother Nelson, is, is I don't remember in my dream him telling me where this other verse was other than I specifically remembered him mentioning the number 14. All right, so so he mentioned the number fourteen. So when I woke up this morning, I I just assumed that you know if it's if it's the number fourteen, it's probably somewhere in Romans fourteen. I I need to go look for that, and 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 so I I, I looked through that, and and it wasn't there, and so well maybe Romans twelve fourteen. No, it's not there. And uh, so then I, I didn't know. And I, I've got to be honest with you. Though I had prayed that prayer, I wasn't entirely certain. I'm just being honest that it was God. It was just, you know, I'm a preacher. I, it's, it's not unusual for me to dream about preaching. Right? I mean, it's, it's my life. It's what I've done. I've, in fact, I've been preaching more years than I didn't preach. Uh, I only spent... Um twelve years not preaching and i've i 've spent the other uh, forty seven years preaching the gospel, so i 've been preaching a lot longer than i didn 't preach, so that 's not unusual, and that 's not necessarily God just because I dream about preaching. you understand. And, and, and so I knew what I'd prayed, but yet there were things that troubled me. It, it, it troubled me that, that if this was really God, why, why is it that I don't remember him telling me where this verse is? If this is so significant that I need to look it up, then why didn't God at least let me remember where the verse was? I mean, 14, that could be anything, right? And, and, and so I didn't know what it was. And he didn't tell me in what way the word was different. He just told me that before I preached about being transformed from Romans 12, that I should probably look up this other verse, and I specifically remembered him mentioning the number 14. And so, as I said, I couldn't find it where I thought it might be and, and so I, uh, I I I did what you should do preachers if you're looking for a verse you get your concordance right and you're looking if if you got a good concordance you got a strong's exhaustive or in my case e-sword where I just type the word in and the computer finds it for me and uh, and I found that the English word transformed Actually, only appears in the New Testament in two passages. And one of those is Romans 12 and 2. The other one, the first time it appears, is in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 14. So, you know, Brother Chad, when when I looked at my concordance and I saw that the other time is in verse 14, I'm starting to think maybe God's in this after all. And uh, maybe this really is God talking to me about this message. And so I went to 2 Corinthians 11, and, and here's
1: what I found. Uh, verses 13 through 15 read for me. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Right now, hang on. There's the word transforming. You understand when you look, and I don't want to bore you with all this,
0: but when you look in concordance, if you look up the word transformed, then transforming is not going to show up. If you're looking for the English word. So so I turn to the passage, and here's what I find. And it is the same Greek word, by the way, uh, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And then verse 14. And no marvel for Satan
1: himself. Satan himself is transformed. transformed.
0: There it is in verse 14. Transformed into an angel of light. And again in verse 15.
1: Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed. If his ministers ministers also be transformed.
0: Formed, And so here again is the same word. Now, as I said, I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident now that this must have been God. This is not something that I could have just come up with. It's not something that I could have just, you know, just a random dream telling me that I'd find this same word in, in a, a verse 14 somewhere. And, and so I'm starting to feel a little bit more like, okay, God must be doing this. And then when I looked at the Greek words that were used in Romans 12 and 2, compared it with the Greek word used in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, 14, lo and behold, they are not the same word. They're trans- they are both translated the same way, but they are not the same word, and they have two entirely different different meanings. So, by this time I'm saying, yea, Lord, I think I have received a word from you. Now, I said all of that to say this to the church tonight. I just, the only reason I'm telling you this is because I want to say to you, I don't know what you came to this midweek service expecting tonight. This may not be what you need for this service. But I want you to know I feel extremely confident that somebody somewhere, either in person or online, either listening now or will listen later, that God has a specific word for somebody And with that in mind, I'm asking you saints, I may not be preaching to you tonight, but I need you to get behind the spirit of what I feel tonight because God's got a reason for doing what he did. I'm telling you, to me, when God speaks this specifically, he's got a purpose in it. He's not just being willy nilly about this. This is not just something that gets thrown together, but God has got somebody in his sights and God is looking at somebody right now and there is a word that they need to hear and need to understand and if I've ever needed the church to help me preach to tonight, amen, to help me preach, it is tonight, I need you to get behind me, it may not be what you came looking for, but I need you to respond like it is, I need you to help this word, amen, break through every barrier, get through every resistance, and reach the heart of whomever it is that God has got in mind tonight, hallelujah, praise God, and so as I've already mentioned, even though in the King James Version, Romans 12:2 2, and 2 Corinthians 11:14, both use the word "transformed." They are not the same word in the original. Romans 12 and 2 uses the Greek word "metamorphao," metamorphao." And second Corinthians 11, 14 uses a word, meraske matizo. So there, you got, you're gonna, this is gonna be a test on this when I get through, Brother Hilton. So I want you to pronounce this properly when I get finished. Praise God. Amen. No, this, this, that, th- the important thing is for you to know that both of these words, they are different words, but both of them involve a kind of change. And in fact, both of the words uh, are translated as change. In other scriptures. And so that's that, you know, they are closely related. But actually, the type of change that these verses are talking about are worlds apart. Amen. I've pointed out to you many times that the Greek word metamorpho is the word from which we get our word metamorphosis. It is, amen, a complete transformation in the form, the structure, the substance, Of an organism or a life form, such as when a tadpole uh, goes through metamorphosis and becomes a frog. It may be the same creature, but it's not the same. It doesn't breathe the same. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't act the same. It doesn't eat the same. There's nothing about it that's like it was before. It's like the caterpillar that goes through metamorphosis and becomes a butterfly. Amen. It doesn't look like a caterpillar anymore. It doesn't have the same characteristics that a caterpillar had. Its sights, amen, are loftier. Its goals are more heavenly. There's something about it when it goes through that metamorphosis that everything about it changes. That's one of these Greek words it's the one that appears in Romans 12 and 2 be transformed don't be conformed be transformed but the other Greek word that appears in 2 Corinthians 11:14 means to disguise in other words while it outwardly appears to be a change, it's not really changed. It's put on a mask, it's donned an outfit, but it's still the same thing on the inside. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a change in a Appearance only but not a change in nature. And for a few minutes tonight I want to talk to you about two types of transformation. Two types of transformation. And one that involves a true change in character and one that only involves a change in appearance. Hallelujah. Now stay with me, church. uh, Help me here tonight uh, while I talk about this. I know there's a lot of ways that I could go, and I I could use this right now to preach about hypocrites. That's really not the direction I'm going, all right? So just help me preach tonight. Amen. Help me to deliver the burden of my heart. We're going to start with this second uh, type of transformation the one that is only a change in appearance uh, hey man let's go back and look at the passage uh, where we
1: find it second corinthians 11 verses 13 through 15 for such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ They're
0: transforming themselves uh, into the apostles of Christ now get the picture when you understand this word transformed they're not really becoming the apostles of Christ they're just trying to make everybody believe that they are the apostles of Christ they want everybody to think that they're preaching the truth they want everybody to believe that they're telling them the right thing and that they're leading them to heaven amen it's just an appearance amen they may look like the apostle of Christ on the outside. But on the inside. There's something altogether different.
1: Right. Come on, oh hallelujah. Amen. Read, read, read. And no marvel. No marvel. For Satan himself. (laughs) Because Satan himself. Into an angel of light. Yeah. Now
0: listen. You understand this. This is, again, this same word. Satan comes looking like uh, an angel of light. Uh, This doesn't mean he changes into one. It only means he makes himself a like one. All these little pictures and caricatures and cartoons and memes that show the devil in in a red jumpsuit with a pointed tail and horns and a pitchfork. I'm going to tell you, if you ever did see the devil, that's not the way he would look on the outside. Amen. That might be what he is on the inside. But if he ever reveals himself to anybody, he's going to look like, amen, a minister of Christ. He's going to look Like an angel of light. Amen. That's what Paul said. Paul said even Satan himself takes on the appearance of an angel of light. And so, verse fifteen. Therefore, it
1: is no great thing. It's no great thing if his ministers. Now, look at this.
0: If his ministers. Now, what was the topic of this passage? False apostles, false preachers. Now look, I'm going to make a bold statement here tonight, but I feel like I can do it because I know God put this message on my heart. Amen. I'm going to tell you, and those that are leading people the wrong direction, those that are leading people astray, no matter what they look like, no matter how kind, how friendly, how large their crowds, what kind of miracles they seem to perform. I'm going to tell you, Paul didn't say they're really good guys, just a little mistaken on some things. He said they are the ministers of Satan. They are doing Satan's bidding. They're not doing the work of God they're doing the work of the devil yes sir oh that's hard that's straightforward, and I know this is nothing like the words of encouragement and and uh, and hope and help uh, you've been getting for the last two months, but I'm telling you if i 've ever had a word from God i 've got one tonight. On, Hallelujah. Amen. And so they are the ministers of Satan, but they transform themselves. They make themselves appear as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. The subject at hand is false teachers who make themselves appear as something that they are not. Amen. The whole purpose of this transformation is to deceive others. Hallelujah. Amen. And I could spend a lot of time tonight dealing with false teachers because there are a lot of them out there. A lot of them out there, even some that would dare call themselves one God apostolics. I'm telling you, there's a lot of them out there that are putting on an appearance. Oh, they can be friendly. They can be kind. They can be loving. But you hear me, friend. If they're not declaring unto you the whole counsel of God, the whole counsel of God, they are not true ministers. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Now, oh, Jesus warned that there would be a lot of false prophets. In fact, he said it was going to be one of the signs of the end times. It's amazing to me. I hear all these prophecy teachers talking about all these other signs of the end times and trying to figure out Gog and Magog and you know whatever else. I mean, they they want it all figured out. And they they want to know the four horsemen and they want to know you know all that. They, they, oh, they got it all figured out. They got it all figured out. But I just don't ever hear them talk about these false prophets. That's pretty amazing. Somehow they don't ever bring that into the topic. But Jesus said it was going to be one of the signs Let's, let's go there let's, I've got to hurry tonight I've got to remember this is Tuesday night And I know you've kind of gotten used to me being short winded So I really have to kick it into high gear here <laughs> Hallelujah <laughs> I've got to kick it into high gear Matthew 24, I'm only on page 3 And i got 6 pages to go No, not to go, i got a total of 6 So i still got 3 more Alright, uh, let, let's, let's look at this Matthew 24 verses 6 to 12 and ye shall hear of wars. You're going to hear of wars? And rumors of now wars. Now listen, why don't you just look at this checklist and ask yourself, are we in the last days? Yes, wars and rumors of wars. I just read today where China's toying around with, with uh, some of our planes and different things. Uh, wars and rumors of wars.
1: Yes. Read. See that ye be not troubled. Yeah. Don't, don't let that trouble you. For all these things all must that's come gonna to come pass. pass. But, but that's not, not the yet. end. For Read. nation shall rise against nation. He said nation's going to rise against nation. And kingdom against Kingdom's kingdom. Kingdom's going to rise against kingdom. And there shall be famines. There's going to be famines. And, and that's, we're
0: already reading it. In fact, I saw the other day, they said that is probably going to be the next pandemic that hits the world is a famine. Hmm. Because of all the food shortages and the things that are going on. Famines and?
1: And pestilences. That's diseases.
0: That's viruses. That's COVID-19.
1: Yeah, and earthquakes and divers in all kinds of places. Read. All these are the beginning. All of these sorrows. are just.
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> this is just the beginning. He said, "Hang on to your hats; it's going to get worse than this." Read. And
1: then shall they deliver you They're going to up, deliver to, you be up to be afflicted, and
0: shall they'll kill, kill you. you, and ye You're shall be, be hated, hated of all
1: nations for, my, name for my name's sake. And then shall Not many because be of the
0: Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but because of my name. Right. Hello.
1: And and then many shall many be are going to be offended. And oh be- my
0: snowflakes, <laughs> snowflakes. You say something, they're offended, they're offended, everybody's offended. Many are going to be offended. And shall betray one another. And they're another. going to betray one another. And you know what's going on right now in the world? Is, is state governments and local governments telling people, we're going to give you a text line where you can turn in your neighbors if they're not obeying the guidelines. You can turn in businesses that are not obeying the guidelines. You know what they're doing? It's neighbor is betraying neighbor. They're turning on one another. They're just getting us ready for all this.
1: Read. And shall hate one another. They're going to hate one
0: another. And I, I, you talk about a world of hate. I'm telling you, I see this, I see it all over social media. It's there. Somebody talks about let's open up our state. And people start screaming, well, you don't care about people. You must hate people. Mm. I hope you're one of the ones that die. Hatred. Yeah. Like I've never seen before.
1: And many false and prophets, many false prophets shall rise, shall rise, and shall deceive and many.
0: Shall deceive many.
1: Read. And because iniquity, and, because iniquity.
0: and this word iniquity means lawlessness. It means they don't want to follow any rules. They don't want to listen to a preacher preaching holiness anymore. They don't want anybody to tell them how to live and how not to live. They don't want any of that. That's lawlessness. That's iniquity. And because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall work. Now I I read all that just so you'd hear it and know. We are in the last days. But one of the things Jesus said was going to happen. Amen. Is that many. Everyone say many. 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 Everyone say many. Many Many false prophets shall arise. And they're not going to deceive just a few. They're going to deceive many. Now. I want to tell you. Paul said they transformed themselves into apostles of Christ. So how are we supposed to recognize these false prophets? Well, I got three things that I'm going to show you in the scripture that we can identify false prophets by. And they're not necessarily in this order, but I'm just telling you any one of these three, you can mark it down. All right, this is scripture. I'm giving you scripture tonight. I, I, I know we're not running the aisles, but I'm headed somewhere here. Uh, let's, let's read Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 20.
1: Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, yeah, but inwardly they, see they've transformed themselves. But inwardly they are ravening wolves. On the inside they're still ravening wolves. You shall know but them. You shall know them by, by their, their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns uh-huh. or figs of thistles? Uh-huh. Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. Right. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil tr- fruit. Right. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Right. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Uh huh. And verse 20 says, Wherefore by their fruits fruits you you shall know them.
0: So number one, you're going to know them by their, let's say it this way, you'll know them by their deeds. Everyone say their deeds. You're going to know by the way they live. I don't care how great of a Bible expositor they are. If they're not living the way the Bible says they need to be living, they're a false prophet. You say, oh, you're judging, preacher. No, I'm not judging. I am inspecting their fruit. When I walk up to a tree and I see oranges there, I'm not being a judge to say that's an orange tree. I'm just looking at the fruit that's hanging on the branches. And when I see somebody that's living a corrupt life, amen, they're running around with women that are not their wives. amen, They're cheating on their taxes. They're they're living high on the hog while telling poor widows they ought to be sending their seed money to them. I'm going to tell you, I can look at their fruit and tell you that's a false prophet. They're a false prophet. They're a false prophet prophet you can tell by their deeds amen everyone say their deeds I'm trying to hurry
1: the second thing Deuteronomy 18 verse 22 when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord if the thing follow not if the thing follow not nor come to pass uh uh-huh that is the thing which the Lord hath not God didn't say that but the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously Thou shalt not be afraid of him. Yeah.
0: So the second thing, let me put it this way. You look at their delivery. Everyone say their delivery. Delivery. Now, I don't mean whether or not they're eloquent in their speech. I mean, are they delivering the goods behind what they're prophesying? I, I was I was listening last night as a man began to expose a false prophet that got up uh, uh, back in March and 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 looked into the television cameras and cursed COVID nineteen and looked at his watch and he said at twelve o'clock on March the whatever it was COVID died. And Lo and behold, for something that was dead, it sure brought about a whole lot more sickness after that date. So a few weeks later, he got back up again and started cursing it again. Now I'm wondering why you're cursing it if it's dead. And then he said, God told me to speak to the atmosphere and to declare that there would be a heat wave that would come across this nation, all across the nation on Easter Sunday." And he said, "There's, it's going to get so hot all across America on Easter Sunday that it's going to kill this virus. And again, I'm thinking, you already pronounced it dead. But how many of you remember what Easter Sunday was like? And you know what? You can go to weather.com and find out there wasn't a place in the United States that had a heat wave on Easter Sunday. Now, I'm just telling you that's a false prophet. I don't care how much people like him. I don't care how many people follow him. I'm here to tell you that's a false prophet. Yes, sir. If what he says does not come to pass, he's a false prophet. Yes. So you look at his delivery, whether he delivers on the goods and then the third thing you got to look at first John chapter 4 and verse 6 I'm trying I'm trying to get where I need to go today first John 4 and verse 6 we
1: are of God. We
0: are of God. John is speaking as an apostle. And he said, We the apostles are of God. He that knoweth and God. And anybody that knows God will hear us, he the apostles. But he that, that is, is not, not of God, God heareth not us. knoweth uh, heareth not us. Hereby. And this is how we know the spirit of the truth spirit of and the spirit of error. You look at a man's deeds, you look at his delivery, and you look at his doctrine. And I'm telling you, if he doesn't Preach the same doctrine that the apostles preached, that's a false prophet. I don't care if he claims millions that supposedly have come to Christ under his ministry, if he's not preaching what the apostles preached, that's a false prophet. Right. Yes, sir. Well, hallelujah. Oh, stay with me for a few minutes here, Saints. Stay with me for just a few more minutes. Uh, praise God. Hey, Amen. I'm telling you, they gotta preach the exact message. Uh, not veer from it. Uh, not change it. Uh, they gotta preach the exact message uh, that the apostles preached. Uh, and you wanna know what they preached? They preached exactly what Jesus commanded them to preach. Uh. Luke chapter 24, verses 47 to 49. Read.
1: And that repentance and repentance. Repentance. They want to say repentance and remission of sins i say remission of sins should be preached in his name i say in his name among all nations mm-hmm. beginning at jerusalem yes and ye are witnesses of these yes. things yes and behold i send the promise of my father i will say the you. promise of the father uh huh but tarry ye in the city of jerusalem until ye be in so i'm telling with power you jesus told his apostles what to preach. And he said, you preach repentance. You preach remission of
0: sins in my name. And you preach the promise of the Father. Those are three things I I want to point out to you. He didn't say preach belief on the Lord. He didn't say preach accept the Lord as your personal Savior. He didn't preach confess Christ with your lips. He said you preach repentance. You preach remission of sins in my name. And you preach the promise of the Father. That's what he commanded the apostles to preach. And when we get to Acts chapter 2, verse 37, the crowd asked the apostles how to be saved. Read.
1: Now, When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. heart. They
0: said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, brethren, what shall we do? do? Then Peter said unto them, he did not say believe. He did not say accept. He did not say confess. He said repent And and be baptized every one of you one of in, you the, you name of in the name Christ. of Jesus Christ for, for the remission of sins and you shall, and ye shall, and ye shall the receive the, the gift of the Holy Ghost for, the, unto for you. the promise is unto you and to your children and to all God. that are afar and off as even as many as the Lord our God shall call Jesus said preach repentance and Peter preached repent Jesus said preach remission of sins in my name and Peter said said, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Jesus said, preach the promise of the Father. And Peter said, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you. Now, I don't have time to go into it tonight. But if you're listening to this message, I want to tell you there's nowhere in the scripture, that anybody ever said Father, Son, and Holy Ghost when they baptized. I know about Matthew 28, 19 but there's a difference between repeating Jesus' words and obeying them and if you just say Father, Son and Holy Ghost all you're doing is repeating him you haven't obeyed him he said remission of sins had to be preached in his name and the only way that anybody was ever baptized any way, in, any time in the scripture was in the name of Jesus Christ Yes, sir. and so I'm here to tell you If they don't preach repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, they're a false prophet. You look at their deeds, you look at their delivery, you look at their doctrine. I'm trying to hurry. I got a few minutes here before we hit magic hour tonight. Amen. Let's move now to true transformation. Amen. The other is just an apparent transformation. I'm telling you, it's just an apparent transformation. If they're preaching anything other than what I just preached to you, then those that are supposedly being converted are only getting an apparent transformation. But we want to talk about a true Transformation tonight. Yes, hey, Amen. Give me just a few moments. 2nd uh, Corinthians, uh, hey, Amen. meant Let's look at this again. I want to show you the difference uh, between an apparent transformation
1: and a true
0: transformation.
1: For such are ap- false apostles, uh-huh. deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Wait a minute. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers.
0: What did it say next?
1: Transforming themselves. Wait a minute.
0: How are they doing this transformation? They're transforming themselves. This is a work of their own flesh. They're transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And I'm going to tell you, anytime a person sets out to transform themselves, it's going to be superficial at best. I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. I'm going to tell you, you can't turn over a new leaf and all of a sudden be a Christian. You can't go through a 12 step program and all of a sudden be a Christian. You're not going to be able to transform yourself. That's not a true transformation. We're going to talk about how you get a true transformation tonight. And it doesn't happen. By you thinking it, or willing it, or trying to do it. All right.
1: Let's go Romans twelve and two. And be not conformed. Be to not this conformed world, to this world. Be transformed be, by the renewing of your no, mind. No,
0: no, 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 no. Be transformed.
1: How? By the renewing of your mind. All right. Now here's here's the thing. You see, the other
0: is a superficial, apparent transformation. It's only on the outside. But Paul's talking now about a real transformation. Mm -hmm. And he said, you have got to have your mind renewed. Now follow with me, saints of God. Follow with me, any any guests that are listening tonight, follow with me for a few moments. Amen. I'm telling you that it takes more than a change in appearance. Something's got to happen to your mind. Romans
1: chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. I got excited when I read this. For to be carnally minded is death. Yeah. But to be spiritually yeah. minded. Now look at this.
0: Carnally minded or what?
1: They're spiritually minded. Spiritually minded. All right, read. Is life and peace. That's life and peace. Because the carnal mind because is fatigued. Because the carnal God. mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject because to the law of the God. Because the
0: carnal mind is not subject to God's law.
1: And indeed can, And be. it can't
0: be. Even so Paul is telling us that if we're going to have a real transformation, something's got to happen that changes our mind from the carnal mind to a spiritual mind. Are you with me? Now, how do we go about getting a spiritual mind? Well, he talks about it in this setting. We're going to have to back up to verse 1 and read the preceding verses and then read on past these to the succeeding verses and then we get an idea of how this transformation really takes place. Follow with me here. Romans
1: chapter 8 beginning with verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. who walk not after the flesh, but after the but Spirit. But after the what? After the Spirit.
0: Oh, look, here's our first clue. It's not going to happen by your flesh, it's not going to happen by you transforming yourself. It's going to take a work of the Spirit.
1: Right. Read. For the law of the Spirit. Because of life. the law of the Spirit. Of life uh-huh. in Christ Jesus yes. has made me has made free me from free the, law of, from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. It was weak through the flesh. God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful yes. flesh, and for sin, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. In the flesh, read that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. In us, who walk who not, walk after, not the flesh, after the flesh, but after the, spirit, but after the spirit. Read, For they that are after the flesh do yes. mind the things of the flesh. Yes, for they that are after the spirit, the Things of the spirit. Right. For to be carnally minded to is be death. Carnally minded. Here we are now. These verses I read. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually to be minded, spiritually is, minded life is life and peace. Because the carnal because mind is enmity against God. Is against is not God. God. Right. Is not subject to the law of God. Right. Neither indeed can. Be. Right. So, listen. So then they. So then the they flesh, that are in the flesh. Cannot you
0: cannot transform yourself and please God. But listen to the next verse. But you're not
1: in the. Flesh. But you're not in the flesh. But in the spirit. Spirit, if, so be, if so be that the Spirit of God
0: God dwell in you. Now if any man man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of uh, of his. Is anybody understanding what this preacher is saying to you tonight? Uh, It's not a work of your flesh. Uh, You can't transform yourself. Uh, The only way you're going to do it is by the power of the spirit. Uh, And by the way, Paul said, if you don't have the spirit, now there's only one spirit. There's not three spirits. Uh, You can't say, I've got Christ, but I don't have have the Holy Ghost, no, if you don't have Christ, you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't have Christ, and he said, if you don't have that spirit in you, you don't belong to God, I'm going to tell you, every change you're trying to make is simply a change in the flesh, it's only a transformation that you're trying to do yourself, but you got to let the spirit make this transformation, Oh, hallelujah. I'm nearly done, Saints. I'm nearly done. Amen. I'm on page six. I'm gonna tell you. I- the only way our carnal mind can be transformed is by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, let's talk a little bit more about how this takes place. I want to show you this. Amen. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Read it again.
1: Be not conformed to this world, but
0: be transformed transformed by the renewing of your mind. mind. Now, now listen to this. I've never seen this before. Listen to this. By the renewing of your mind. Why? So you can prove Good what is that and good and acceptable and perfect will and of God? God. The word prove means to discern or to recognize. Here's what he said. You've got to have this renewing that the Spirit brings so you can recognize what is the will of God for you. Amen. You're not going to know the will of God without the power of the Spirit. Now let me show you a verse. John 7 and 17. I love this. John 7:17. 7, Listen to this. If any man, if any man will his will, wants to do God's will, he shall know know of the doctrine whether it be of God God, or whether I whether I speak of myself brother Chad here's what Jesus said if you really want to do the will of God you gotta know God's doctrine if you really want to know Amen, how to please God you gotta know God's doctrine Don't give me this stuff. We don't need doctrine. Doctrine's divisive. Doctrine separates. No, I'm telling you, Jesus said the only way you'll ever do the will of God is when you recognize that the doctrine I have is the doctrine of God. Uh, I'm closing, I'm closing. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I got just a few more verses. Uh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, Paul went on to say, Romans chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, read. But God be thanked that you were the servants of you sin. You were the servants of sin. But you have obeyed from the heart. You obeyed from the heart. That form of doctrine. That form of doctrine. Was delivered. Which delivered you. Being then made free from sin. sin, You became the servants of righteousness. righteousness. Do you see what just happened in these two verses? Here's what Paul said. You used to be the servants of sin, but there's been a transformation. You're not the servant of sin anymore. You're now the servant of righteousness. Well, how did that come about, Brother Jerry? Paul said it, it came about when you obeyed from the heart that pure doctrine. That's what brought about the change. That's how it happens. It's not accepting Christ. It's not believing on the Lord. It's not confessing Him with your mouth. It's obeying the pure doctrine that belonged to Jesus that He handed off to His apostles. Oh, let's stand tonight. Musicians come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 901. I did pretty good. Little longer than last time, this is how you know we're getting back in the swing of things. <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm telling you, the doctrine the apostles preached was not their own, they got it from Jesus. And Jesus said, If you really want to do the will of God, you're gonna to have to know that the doctrine I have is God's doctrine, <laughs> and the doctrine the apostles got is the one Jesus gave them. So I'm telling you the only way you can have a true transformation and not just an apparent transformation is through obedience to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you friend, anything outside of that is not a real transformation. Anything outside of that is just an transformation it's a change on the outside only but when you obey Acts 238 everything changes behold all things are become new old things are passed away if any man be in Christ he is a new creation hallelujah well praise God hallelujah huh? I tried to hurry maybe too much tonight Amen. But I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, their doctrine didn't end with Acts 2.38. Their doctrine also included Hebrews 12 and 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how good, how friendly, how kind a person is, Brother Jerry, if they're not preaching holiness, They're not preaching true transformation. They're not preaching true transformation. They want you to put a cross around your neck, but they don't want you to put it on your back. Well, hallelujah. They want you to say you're a Christian, but being one something altogether different. Hallelujah. I don't just want a change on the outside. I want a real transformation that changes what I used to be into what I need to be. Let's lift our hands and talk to God right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Somebody is either hearing this message or will hear this message. God wants you to know the reason why you keep trying and failing is because all you're doing is getting an apparent transformation. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to really transform you. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you talk. It'll change the way you act. It'll change what you listen to. It'll change what you look at. It'll change what you talk about. Well... About a true transformation tonight. that's what I want I want him to change me I don't want to just try to change myself I want the Holy Ghost to transform me let's find a place to pray tonight can we everybody let's find a place to pray